Have you been watching um, Great British Bake Off? I watched it yesterday, and then I went back and watched all of them. It's awesome, hey. And I went to bed about five. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you watch Love Island? I feel like no. I feel like in I've almost been here for four years, mm. and I honestly feel like the yep. two shows you mm. have to watch are Love Island and Bake Off. Well, the chaps watched Love Island. And, and the, higher, the upper, yeah, class people. upper class people. And so what about watch, me who watch uh, both? You're just... I'm halfway between. Yeah. I'm on the fringe. You don't want to be. That's the problem. I'm the fringe class. What, do um, I want to be a chair or do I want to be posh? You want to be upper class. Uh, you want to be posh, you know. But the people on it aren't that posh. Yeah, on Bake Off. Yeah. It's a family drama, you know. You can sit around with all of your like, friends I love, and family. I love it. it. Did you watch the dessert one? No, I, I, I haven't watched the end of it. Oh, okay. With the big multi chocolate yeah, yeah, ball yeah. thing. Have you ever watched um, The Great British, British Menu? Mm. That's amazing, yeah. I used to watch that back in Australia, yeah. actually. What great Australian menu? No, 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 the Great British menu. It's so amazing, really, right? really good, right? And they had the melting like chocolate desserts and stuff, but holy flipping it, because these are professionals, right? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just chocolate; they were having like you know like glass art and like sugar art and all this like stuff going on. And I was like, imagine being that fucking yeah, good at yeah, your yeah. job. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it was incredible. But um, yeah, it was good. I quite I went all the way back though to the beginning. Watch Bread Week. Not bread week, biscuit week. Biscuit week. Yeah. That's that was, good, man. That's really yeah. good. They had the... That's where they had to do the selfie. Yeah, Big that selfie one. biscuit. That I good. didn't understand that assignment. If someone told me that, I'd be like, I don't understand what you mean. Yeah, but like they've done those before. No. Yeah. That was a brand new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've practiced them oh, at yeah, home, yeah, I mean. Like, so, yeah, yeah. so I bet you the, the breakdown of what mm. they want is more detailed. Oh, no, absolutely. And on the show, they're like, do a selfie. Yeah, and it's like, just like, what? Yeah, I yeah, was like, what are you talking about? So I was like, yeah. What's, what, what is this? But the um, Rahul. Oh. He is just like the sweetest little guy. He makes cakes to make friends. And he's so nervous. And he cries he's every so nervous. all the time. And he, he's won Starbaker twice. Mm. And he's like, oh, it yeah. was okay, I guess. His, his wedding cake, um, wedding um, yeah. biscuit thing. It was unreal. Oh. The bread, sorry. The bread thing, yeah. the weird oh, wedding bread. It was, I was like, how? Because other people's bread's burnt. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and you've made it's this almost, like three like, He seems like he's accidentally doing it. Like he's accidentally nailing it. I, no, I think he's just. He actually is just really good. He's just, he just lacks confidence, doesn't he? <laughs> oh. Poor thing. All right, should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Hello, my name's Cameron. And I'm Shanara. And welcome back to the Homework Club. <laughs> Huge congratulations to Sarah Mary, who has won our Palenco sunglasses Woo! competition. Yippee! She will be receiving her choice of Palenco sunglasses. Thank you to Palenco's. Our amazing sponsors. Our amazing sponsors. For your Mexican-inspired sunglasses. Yeah. And, and no jokes on, aside, I've bought a pair. Yeah. And they are awesome. You know they what are I love so well about Palenco sunglasses? I mean, it's not just about the sunglasses, but the actual artwork when it comes mm. to the ad com- campaigns. Oh, man. They it's are amazing. incredible. They're really nice and let us use a few of their photos. Yeah. Uh, I'm still putting them up, but they are, I literally was just like, I just love the photos. Yeah. So congratula- congratulations again to Sarah for winning those. Little uh, little trick of the trade. You might notice that we're announcing this, what, a week, a week after then yeah. we announced it on Instagram. Mm. That's because we record these in advance. A week in advance. Sometimes two weeks in advance. Sometimes two weeks in advance. <laughs> uh, Get it away now. Sorry. But there is it's another competition happening what? now. There oh, is. but then the winner will already yeah. be announced before this yeah. comes out. So if you <laughs> if you want uh, to win a t-shirt, too late, you've missed your chance. You have missed your chance. You should have been keeping up to date on our Instagram. But that means you should keep listening 
and keep watching because there'll be more competitions coming out. Absolutely. Right, so last week we decided to focus on um, thrillers. That's thrillers. The, that's the homework that we set like each other. the Michael other. Jackson song. Yeah. Thriller. 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 Um, for Halloween, one time at uni, as part of the dance society, we you did, did um, yeah, flash mob. We all had, we all dressed for zombies. We walked down Aberdeen like town square. Now Aberdeen is like tinny. It's like as big as my thumbnail, right? And these like bunch of like zombies walking around. And obviously it's Aberdeen, right? So they haven't even heard of a flash mob. <laughs> and these people were getting freaked out. That's cool though. Have you seen when they use it for prison exercise? No. And they've got like. They've got like 300 prisoners yeah. doing their, um, through the dance perfectly. Wow. Like spot on. It's unbelievable. Well, if Look you it are up in on prison. YouTube. Yeah, what else are you going to do? Yeah. The dance. <laughs> so for Cameron, I picked one of my favorite films. I had to pause then because things have changed now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Brick, uh, 2005 film directed by Rian Johnson. Now, this was an indie film. So it had a budget of only £415,000 and made just over £2 million, which wasn't... Three, my, my box office stats say £3.9 Really? Yeah. Ooh, you've got so more did, updated numbers. Yeah. The opening weekend, though, they did £83,594, which... Isn't great, but it had a limited release across the US. This really surprised me because every single person I've talked to about this week, mm. nobody's heard of it. Like it's not mm. the it's not the biggest movie out there. And it's not even like it's 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 sort of referred to as a cult classic. Mm. But I think I watched it closer to the time of release, okay. and that's why when I watched it initially, it was it a bit was bigger. everyone had actually heard of it. Um, well, I say everyone, people in the UK, in Scotland, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, a lot of people had heard of it, but then maybe at that time as well, there was more of a Joseph Gordon-Levitt following yeah. going on because he was more popular Which at the time. I think is weird because I think he's better now. Mm. I think he's doing some of his best stuff But he stuff was a teen now. heartthrob. Yeah, that he was. was. I mean, you was know. He a, oh, well, he was in Third Rock from the Sun. Was he? Have you seen that? Yeah, he was one of the kids. Third Rock, the TV the show. The TV show with... Um, with the aliens. With the bald and, guy yeah. as, the, as the dad. Yeah. He was one of the kids, yeah. Oh. And French Stewart as the other guy with the squinty eyes. I did not know that yeah. was him. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, so, so and as always, I asked you to focus on four things. Um, the first being film noir, like the, cat the conventions of film noir. Yep. How well did this film adhere to it or did not adhere to it, according to you? Second category is the mystery or the crime. What did you make of that? The third one is characters. I know it's a boring topic, but which one was your favourite character, if you had any and mm -hmm. why? And the fourth and the final one is similarity. Did you see similarity between this and any other kind of films? So let's start off with the film noir. What did you think? I realised when you said this for me that I haven't seen or, or didn't know that I'd seen much film noir. Mm. I was a, I was aware of the genre mm -hmm. and in my head, it's got like the same things. It's the guy like narrating to the camera. Yeah. It's the trench coat in like the, not even black and white, but like the sepia, like office, mm. you know, detective sort of stuff. It was weird because I felt like, I think they nailed it mm. as a film. What Like they, they really hammered at home mm. like the language that he was using was all that sort of slang mm. you know like 50s sort of slang um but i i think without having seen much film noir they adhered to all the like stereotypes of did. film noir absolutely um with film noir the main character is a flawed character 
not very likable, much, very much of a loner, and the lighting as well. Yeah. So film noir obviously creates its own lighting using stencils and stuff against um, the lights. It's all artificially done, and you've got the female characters, and they're qu they're quite villainous in a way, which was quite refreshing back in when film noir first came out. And I think this film does adhere to that side of things really well. Yeah. And film noir obviously follows. Um, a murder or a yeah, mystery yeah. or a crime of some sort. So the quick round like mm. behind it, this guy gets a call from his ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm in trouble. He kind of follows a few clues, talks to a few people and then she turns up dead a few days later and he kind mm. of like through some deceit and sort of playing a few people, he manages to find out, find her killer basically. is like, you know, it's a murder mm. mystery. Um, but the twist is, and I'm going to talk about this quite a bit, is that it's set in a school. Mm. He's, it's, it's like a high school. He's a high school kid mm -hmm. whose girlfriend's been murdered. Yeah. And this, like, is this the time to talk about this? Yeah, why not? This is where I, as I watched it, I was split. Mm. I thought, do I hate this <laughs> or is this brilliant? Mm. And I still can't quite decide. I think it was maybe a touch pretentious mm. to be like, so this is so it was directed by Ryan Johnson. You mentioned mm. that, who has gone on to do Looper mm -hmm. and then Star Wars. Mm. So he has like done an amazing job. Well, almost reached the pinnacle of like commercial mm. directing, I guess. Um, but yeah, he obviously was trying to do something really different. He's mm. like, I'll take the film noir genre and chuck it at who is supposed to be fifteen-year-old kids. Mm. But I don't think it quite worked. Why do you not think it worked? Because, like, lots of it was unbelievable. Mm. These kids, and not just one of them, tons of them, were heroin dealers. Yeah. Like... But, I mean, we said this as well, didn't we? Like, the representation of drug usage in high school films or any... It's so bloody unrealistic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not the way it is. No. Um, and, yeah, I do, I do agree with you there. It and, is quite unrealistic. But, like, there was heroin deals mm. and multiple murders throughout <laughs> the thing. Like... But that nobody really cared about. Mm. And and it was like they didn't show enough of the school. Like, they were never in class. Mm. Um, they were always in the school grounds, just like walking around and stuff. So, it was actually filmed at Ryan Johnson's actual high school. Really? Yeah. So, that's that's where he went to high school. Yeah. And they did have initial scenes in the classrooms, which were then then had to get reshot. But then they didn't have the permission then. Because uh. they just ran out of time <laughs> to refilm in the classroom. But that was one of the things that a lot of critics said. Like, you, you, they were always just sitting around outside. Yeah. And they thought a lot of, like, the drama could have actually unfolded yeah, in the yeah. classroom setting. And I think because of that, mm. I didn't really believe that there were high school students. Mm. And so, because I didn't believe they were high school students, I'm like, why bother then? Mm. Don't have it in. Don't have it set in a school at all. Make them in their mid twenties. Make him a detective. Put him in a trench mm. coat and a hat and the you know the blinds with the light coming mm. in as a detective. Just do that. It's quite interesting because when I first watched this, I thought it was brilliant and I really liked it. And I watched it again in my mid twenties, and I was like, it's all right. And then watching it again now, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, it's quite pretentious, especially that scene when he's in the principal's office. Yeah, and the principal is acting like obviously, a police chief. Yeah, police yeah, yeah. chief, and he just and he's and then Brendan's like you know the off the rails kind of cop. And it's like, all right, Barton Stinson gets away with that when he's doing laser tag because it's trophy <laughs> and it's funny, right? But this is meant to be quite a serious film, and it kind of ridicules it a bit 
too much. Yeah. It's a bit too self-referential. And, and yeah, it's like he, he was like, I want to take the film noir genre and update it, mm. but also put it in a setting that you wouldn't normally find mm. it. Why don't you just like think what's the last proper film noir movie there's been mm. there hasn't been one like that there hasn't. just chuck the just make it an actual film noir movie what do you think have you seen um LA confidential no oh okay because that was like a modern film but then it's set in like the 50s but okay. that's quite like a film noir but then yeah. again it's set in the 50s so what do so you got the genre convention then of the color scheme we've just spoken about as well so and it starts off with the dead body okay oh, what did you think of that i thought that opening scene was quite strong mm. Um, so you got Brendan played by um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt he's the main character and the first scene is there's a dead body and he's there and he looks very evidently distraught there were some really good bits like that was that was a good scene and I have to say the like the cinematography of it it looked awesome Mm. and they used that really well I think with that dead body you've just set the tone and the 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 entire storyline straight away like immediately when it was first released, they didn't have the titles in there two weeks mm. previous. Um, and it was first released in festivals and all that. And then the director went back and said, actually, I'm going to add this title in. And one of his like allies, a film critic, mm. said, why did you do that? Yeah. Because it was like, said because he wanted it to be immediate. Like, it, yeah. this only happened two weeks ago. Like, everything was fine. And two weeks later, things had gone like to shit. Yeah. You know? I think the version I watched didn't have that. It didn't have the title. No, I think oh. it just... And I was like, well, you know, she calls him. The next mm. scene is her calling yeah. him. So I was like, well, okay. So that, that happened in the timeline two weeks before. Because when he did a lot of like, you know, the Q&As with um, audiences, they were like, oh, did this happen like a year ago? Did this happen six months yeah. ago? That he was like, no, no, no. It needs to be really immediate. Because imagine... I okay, thought it felt pretty immediate. I thought, th- it, I, th- so? I thought it was mm. like... Yeah, because, well, I'd say because she turned, because she calls him and says, I'm in a lot of trouble, it felt like, okay, this is just before she gets murdered. Mm. It it did feel like that's what her. Then you see her, don't you? Because mm. she sees um, Dode, or whatever he is, mm. the drug dealer. One of the, well, they're all one drug dealers. All, they're all drug, drug dealers. dealers, yeah. And so then you're like, okay, so it's a little bit, I thought it was like, mm. she made that call and then died. Oh, okay. So I thought it was sooner than that. And then you mm. see her and you're like, okay, so she's still around. Mm. And then it, it's like, it's literally after that she dies. What do you think about her character? Like, what do you think about her as this damsel? Because obviously she plays the damsel character in the film noir kind I of thing. I did convention. think she was quite interesting because she was very much against being saved. Mm. Like, you know, she was like, oh, I loved you, but I didn't want to be with you. I, I had a new life and I, you couldn't deal with that. Leave me alone. Like, you know... But then she does call out for help from him. Like mm. I don't know, she was interesting. All the characters were complex, and that mm. was that was a good part of it. But I think it, like, Brendan as the main character, like ideas to film. I think he was. Yeah. I think he was brilliant. Mm. But just yeah, th- it wasn't necessary that he was a high school kid. Yeah, it didn't add anything to the story. I don't no. think. I wonder though if we showed this film, let's say to students, mm. how they would react to it. Because I think maybe as adults, we're just like, this is so pretentious. Maybe kids would actually still find it mind-blowing because yeah. I was much younger when I watched this, right? Uh, <laughs> so, do you reckon they'd be blown away, though? I think they might find it interesting because I, I don't see any other films like that no. out there for young people where young think, people are shown as smart. I don't think people today would, kids today would have the patience for it. 
Do you not think so? It was quite mm. like it's slow. It's very slow. Because it all is like building mood and building atmosphere and stuff. But they're smart characters. Usually they're teenagers really smart. are like portrayed and as And all of them are really smart. Yeah, like all of them equally. But teenagers these days are portrayed as either vicious, horrible, hilarious or stupid. Yeah. No one's actually just smart and a bit yeah, slow. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, so... I don't know. Um, what did you think? So, again, in the film noir convention, so there's a scene where you've got uh, the rich girl and yep. playing the piano and reading the poem. That was good. I liked that. I liked that scene. Did you? Yeah, I did like that scene. I wish I was that sophisticated at the age I... of flipping 15. <laughs> that was the thing. Of course you weren't. Because mm. nobody was. No. <laughs> nobody's, like, nobody's like that. Nobody's walking, around, nobody's walking around in a, like, a kimono <laughs> thing like at this With weird party. Yeah. Everywhere. And, he, and they're like, it's really uh, exclusive. It's really exclusive. He walks off into yeah. the room to have like a scotch. Yeah. You're 15. You're 15. Yeah. You're like, Ugh! I mean, what I was your a, first ever I drink? I need a vodka cruiser. <laughs> I remember me and my friends bought a case of beer. Yeah. Or like got our, you know, someone's sibling to buy a case of beer. How old were and you? And we hated it. How Must old? have been 16, 17. Yeah. And did we, you drink it though? Did you just not yeah. finish? You did. And but like mm. we choked them down. Ugh. Like it was awful. And we all hated them. Mm. And we're like, oh, wish we could just have like, like, you know, for years mm. we'd drink of like vodka cruises and stuff. Vodka, <laughs> like double black, Smirnoff double blacks. Oh, yeah. Spun, spun off ices. Wicked. Yeah. WKD blue. Can we get blue flavor, please? Yeah. Wicked blue. <laughs> Blue's my favorite flavor. When I first drank beer, I hated it. Right. And I, that's why I still don't drink beer. When I first drank wine, I really liked it. And that's why I drink wine. That's funny. Yeah. I've, but the, like... Anyways, we're getting a lot of tension, but it's true. Mm. It's an acquired taste that you like something that's not sweet. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I can't drink... I, I, I quite like a cider when it's nice and hot now, mm. but I can't have more than a couple of them because they're too sweet. They are too sweet. Um, anyways. All right, let's go back onto this. So, so, mystery and the crime. Let's move on to that. What did you think yeah. of the actual... You know, when it all unfolds? So, obviously, you, we start off with Emily... Um, Brendan's girlfriend whose body is found then what he then what he does is he picks up her body and puts her and he it's outside it in of a tunnel. tunnel and he hides the body and he goes to his friend the brain who's this really like smart like he, was, he was a cool character and he is you know a typical brainy person he's got a Rubik's Cube and he's very smart etc etc and the brain is a sounding board for Brendan's thoughts and he's, and he's also like his info like he's absolutely the brain knows everyone yeah. and everyone talks to the brain as well he's not like a geek that's shunned and then through the brain Brendan discovers more things about Emily who she was connected to they, everything's connected to drugs and that's one of the reasons why Emily was yeah. killed what did you actually think of that? Because she was killed on kind of different levels. People wanted to do yeah, for different reasons. I think... So, I was super into it. Mm. And then, after a certain point, mm. I kind of didn't care anymore. Yeah. Weirdly, I was like, well, I don't care now. Do you think he was a bit too smart? I know yeah. That sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, no. It, I understand mm. it. 100% what you mean. It, it, was, it was trying to be so clever mm. that I think it lost itself... In exactly that. Just in the... Yeah. Have you heard of a movie mm. called Primer? No. It's about these guys that accidentally invent time travel. Right. And it is... Basically, it is a time travel movie written by a bunch of, like, theoretical physicists and right. engineers. Right. And so, the science is, like, incredibly accurate. accurate but the review says, mm. if you meet anyone who says they understood it the first time... 
they're either lying or they just don't have any clue what was going on. It's like, like Inception. Like, well, no, that was that was very that was easy enough. I, to see, I got out. Inception. Like, I, <laughs> it I wasn't was hard like, to get no. Inception. It was just like it left a question open. Yeah. But but this, you're right. Like, it became so convoluted with so many layers. It was like, yes, yes, she was killed by this person, but it was really this person's because fault because that, they yeah. said this, and it's like. So just give me a killer. Just give me a killer because yeah. they're a bad dude or so something. Emily like. is killed by the guy Tug. Tug. Yeah, Tug, who she'd been sleeping with, even though she was going out with Dode, and she was pregnant. Yeah, but you could not know who she was pregnant by. But she also had stolen a brick of heroin, of which was this, their version of heroin, which then her other boyfriend had cut. With with like with chemicals, chemicals with like ammonia which resulted which in someone's somebody. death, resulted in someone's death. But then, it was like the rich girl who had mm, actually Laura. cut it, mm. and then had blamed Emily, and so that had meant that she got killed. And so in the end, you kind of blamed her, mm. and it's like. Uh, just, I think just near like, the end it got a bit too... It wasn't necessary because I think Laura's character, I and mean, we can talk about that in the character, um, she was obviously the baddie right from the beginning. Yeah. It was very, very obvious. But how did you feel? So obviously with the crime as well, What? How, there are two timelines that's going on and things, and they're like parallel, but some say me up mm. when it comes to like realisations and stuff. How did you feel like that was played out? Like like the culmination yeah. of it all. I I thought the kind of like that that moment when Tug mm. s- admits to Brendan that he killed her, mm. that kind of should have been the climax of it. Mm. And then Brendan maybe should have confronted him better. He kind of just like glossed over that because mm. he had that weird confrontation with the pin. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know. Like it, it kind of... Didn't climax at the right time mm. because they were like, oh, this person killed them, but it was actually this person's mm. fault. But then that person, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 not that it lost me, but I, it lost my interest, definitely. Mm. It lost my interest about trying to find... You know, you watch a proper murder mystery, mm. you're like, who did it? How I mean, did I'm, it? I'm a massive fan of, you know, sentencing, sentencing the wrong guy. Like, there's a TV show... Um, the killing and they do that really really well I, I can't talk about this because I don't want to spoil the killing for anyone right Very but good you know you. it's one of those shows where you know you know you've got the right guy you know he's the baddie yeah. or she's the baddie or something and then like actually and Jack Reach did that really well in the first Jack Reach film where he was just like but it's that coin yeah. it's that coin and then you go actually that wasn't the baddie and I'm, I, re- I really like that twist ending yeah. I think it's really fun but I think this film I think there were just too many different twists right yeah. at the end and, and it was all like done in the last five minutes and yeah, it's like, oh, it, yeah, yeah definitely it felt like yeah an hour and a half of this mm. was build up and mm. then it was like uh, and he shot her but it was her fault at the end yeah oh okay I guess we're done here. Another thing that I always have to question about watching crime in films is why don't people just report it? Yeah. 
But like, that was that was I the mean, thing. So these are school kids. I know. Like surely, I, surely the parents are like. Where are you? What are you like, doing? Because they said, oh, she'd been reported missing. Mm. But obviously they were talking about her being missing for days and days. Yeah. And no one cared. And like, Brendan is battered. He gets beaten up. By literally everybody. every single person beats her. That fight shit scene with him. the football guy mm. was sick. That well, was a good car. scene. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In the yeah. car park. <laughs> and then he just dropped him at yeah. the end. Because he's oh, no. like so skinny yeah. and weedy. But he's like, like, he's probably got internal bleeding going on. Okay, mm. we need Dr. Mike here, Dr. Mike, the YouTube channel guy, Dr. Mike to analyze his injuries. Yeah. Internal bleeding, there's obviously some fractures going on, some broken ribs. And at, by the end of the film, he's like kind he's of like dragging like, uh, yeah, himself. Yeah. Like, that scene seen. when, spoiler, but when <laughs> Tug, well, obviously, when Tug shoots Dode, mm. that was actually a really good scene. Do, because I wasn't then, actually expecting that. That was probably the best scene. That was one Tension. of the best. And they're like, just the mm. effects of him shooting him mm. was really well done. With Brent, Brendan like dragging himself away, yeah. coughing, and then Tug turns around and points the gun at the pin, and the pin walks off through the tunnel. Yeah, I was like, that is a really good scene. That yeah. is awesome. Joseph Gordon-Levitt did an amazing job. He is a stellar actor. Yeah, he, he is, is really good. It annoys me that he is just not as successful as he should be mm. because. What are you talking about? Third Rock from the Sun? <laughs> no, like. Everything yeah, yeah. he does is fucking awesome. That's it. He kind of came out of the woodwork and was in Inception. Mm. And you were like, hang on, this guy's awesome. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely nailed he, this But he's role. always been awesome. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's one of the... Like, okay, I love Ryan Gosling. Like, he's a good actor, right? But George Gordon Lev- Levitt is just as good. Like, he's yeah. such a good actor. And he just doesn't get that kind of recognition. You know, he said in an interview that he went from being cute just being old he was never <laughs> sexy <laughs> that's a bummer he's like isn't that the kid that's just grown up and I was like shit because he's got a baby face yeah, yeah. hasn't he have you seen High Fidelity yeah okay good movie yeah he's not in it but I just I just thought <laughs> of it weird. I don't know why um, I hate that film um, we well, talked a bit uh, should we go about to the characters yeah let's do the characters so you got we talked Brendan. a bit about them yeah so he, he, was, he was great excellent it was an excellent excellent main character especially from our film smart he's a typical loner etc yeah. and Emily she's that damsel and you've got Laura the femme fatale what do you think about Cara I was going to say yeah. she reckon she's probably the best character mm. after Brendan yeah me because too because she had the most depth to her mm. she was really clever and really deceptive and I loved the hints at their past mm. like they, they were sort of together but was she like a like a pimp sort of I don't know she's like I could use or she was a drug dealer as well no she just liked to use she's people like, she had a laptop she, like she was them, like yeah. a dominatrix she was banging them yeah yeah, so she had her, like, You're still guy. picking your teeth with freshmen? Yeah. That's a good line. So she had the guy who literally behaved like a dog for yeah. her. Like, that was her laptop. And then, that scene where he walks in and she's in the, like, the Japanese... And she's, like, crying. Point, and she's crying. And, and she's then the not, And then the, the little dog yeah. one runs away mm. and he's like, yeah, I'm mm. fine. That was, she, was, she was awesome. She was. I wish she came up more in the resolution. Because mm. then that was, that was the last time you saw her and that was it. Yeah. I kind of thought it would she be good to have well her come back. She was used quite well as a red herring, back. though. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you did think you that did, she I maybe thought... It was thought yeah. Um, with Kara, you know, she was the first um, junior's girlfriend in My Wife and Kids. Really? Was, yeah, so in She's My Wife and Kids... She's been something else, too. She got recast... Something big. ...in My Wife and Kids. I don't know what she's been in since. We can have a look in a minute. Um, yeah, you are right. But I used to get her confused with the girlfriend in Creed a lot. 
In the new, as in the boxing movie Creed. Yeah. I just searched. Because... I just searched Cara Bryan. <laughs> um, not that's nothing to do with anything. Um, I'm just gonna write because they've got the same like lips. They're like big mm, lips, okay. but that's about it, really. That's not anything, is it? And, like you've got eyes and I've no. got eyes. That's nothing. Minority Report. Was she? Mm-hmm. That's who she's in. She's in the, she's in the poster. She's like one of the, the main characters. In the poster? She's in the poster. Is that for, oh, my oh God. no, hang on. Is that for the new TV show? Maybe. Don't know. I'm just she was in Stomp TV. the Yard. Yeah. She was in Anchorman 2. She was in Friday, Waist Deep. Oh, there's something... White. No, White Famous. Not White. Mm-mm. Cold like... Black, she's in. Minority Report. Minority Report. The 20... movie or the TV show? TV show. Yeah, that's which like isn't even out yet. 2015. Love Guru. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Saw. Ah, uh, that's where I know her from. I know her from Saw. Oh, it's Saw. Yeah. I know her from my wife and kids. Um. Yeah. Brick. Good hair. Don John. Oh, she was in Don John, which is another movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Interesting. Oh, she was in Californication as well. Maybe that's where I know her. Mm. Who was she in Californication? Kylie. Kylie or Kylie. Kylie. Hmm. That's probably actually where I know her from because I love that show. Um, I think she's she was so a fantastic. Gorgeous. I think she's really good looking too, and she's a really good actor. I wish um, I was that good looking. I thought the pin was an interesting character. I don't think he was played well. I feel like you could have probably gotten someone better. I don't know he. I don't think that guy was that good. I didn't really see his point. I know he was like the head of the organization. And again, like they, they like, and because like they were like, like, oh, you know, he's the kingpin. Yeah. And he was walking with like his cape thing mm. and a, and a, like a walking stick. Well, that was meant to hide his um, disability. So yeah. he's got obviously the shoes and stuff yeah, and yeah. the cape was actually meant to but hide. But again, he's a high school kid. Yeah. Like, and the mom just he letting like, like, he drug like, dealers yeah. in the basement. That's a, just, just That's the kind of mom where like, you know, she's like, oh, I just thought they would just play it. You know? Um, I thought, do you know who surprisingly was actually pretty good was Tug? Mm. Because he was just like the muscle at the beginning. Yeah. And then by the end, he actually had some depth to him. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome because for, what, half the movie, he was just Just muscle, muscle yeah. And then I, you're like, oh, he's actually like a three-dimensional he's, he's character. He's scary though. Yeah. Like, imagine getting beaten up by him. Yeah. Like, he does not give that a scene fuck. Where he, that, that scene where he drove his car at... Yeah. Brendan. I would like and an inch. Just, and then, and Brendan was just like, <sighs> yeah. and then he's like, I want to see the pin. He's like, mm. you really do. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a good scene too. I like that scene because obviously Brendan's got quite a big ego and he's not letting go. But at that and time he, he's like, he realized the danger yeah. he was in. Like he could have just died. And that was good. Cause he, cause he got off the phone of, with brain. And he's mm. like, I'm going to go home and go to sleep. He started walking, he saw the car in the car park mm. and his first instinct was just to walk over and smash the window with a giant <laughs> brick. I'm like, <laughs> to get his what attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that's, that's weird. Now, fan theory suggests that the brain is not a real character and mm. the brain is it's a figment. brain. Yeah, it's a figment of his imagination. Because you never see him interact with anybody else. No, you just see like notes and stuff that he gets from Laura, but no one actually has any interactions with that's the brain. And um, what was it? So Brent doesn't interact with anyone else and nor does Brendan, except for the criminals. He doesn't have any friends. No, but he interacts with Kara and yeah, Laura yeah. and but Emily. But that's, that's what I mean. So you can yeah. get away with the brain being and a figment of his yeah, imagination. Yeah, 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 I get there. Yeah. Um, all right, should we go on Move to... Move on to similarities. So this film was like a major influence of, uh, from the film Cowboy Bebop in 1998. That was the, f- like, that's the a, film... That's like an anime. Hey? That's like an anime show. Okay. 
I did not research this well enough, but <laughs> this is what, you know, Johnson was really influenced by. And there was uh, the Maltese Falcon um, as well in 1941 as well. So it's like Western kind of films. Now you're going to be, mm. hear me out. Yeah. Because I, d- you sent me this. I think mm. this is a really interesting uh, focus to think about. Mm. But you're going to, uh, let me explain my thinking of this. Do you know what it reminded me of? Romeo and Juliet. The Baz Luhrmann, like, Leonardo DiCaprio one. I'm thinking. Because... This is the only version every, every school kid has ever seen. Yeah. Because of the, like, the colouring, the kind of weirdly, like, surreal, like, just slightly surreal sort of colouring of the whole thing. The scene where he finds Dode in the car park mm. and he punches the cigarette out of his mouth, mm. that reminded me so much of Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Just because of that whole... Because you sort of had the gangs and also the lighting of that scene was this weird, like, it's surreal, but it's in a real location. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you're not talking about the story of Roman Juliet. No, 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 no. The the film of it, the way it looked. Oh, yeah. Um, And the other one it reminded me of, and we should do this Mm. because it's an unbelievable movie, A Scanner Darkly. Have you seen that? No, I haven't even heard of it. They shot this whole movie. Mm. This is... Irrelevant, but they shot this whole movie, filmed it, mm. and then frame by frame drew over the um, characters so it looks like like hyper real cartoons. Oh, cool, man. Unbelievable. What's it called? A Scanner Darkly. Wow. It's about Keanu Reeves as like a. Like everyone's addicted to drugs, oh, and Keanu Reeves no, is no, the cop. I know this, yep. Yeah. And, this, and yeah. like um, Robert Downey Jr.'s mm. in it, and Winona Ryder's in it, and. Woody Harrelson's in it and watching it you're like wow they got these cartoons spot on <laughs> it's because they filmed them yeah. and drew the cartoon over the top but it was it made me think of it the same way because it was the same sort of like probing mm. like detective-y sort of work those are the two I they thought which are so bizarre and like left field but mm. that's what came to my mind one of the films that came to my mind when I watched this was Vertigo have you seen Hitchcock's Vertigo no. It was just, uh, not so much as a film, um, but, sorry, it's not about Vertigo, it's Double Indemnity. So not so much as a film, but more of like the obsession of the main character, mm-hmm. knowing that the <sighs> female character probably isn't as good as she's making yeah. out kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's probably the only one. Have you seen Disturbia? That's with, is it with Rihanna? Uh, no, that's with, uh, not Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, Shia. For him? He's crazy, <laughs> You're man. an idiot. <laughs> is that with him? Yes, it is him. That's no, a re- she's in a movie. No, yeah, she's, that's a song. That's she a has song. a song that's called Disturbia. Disturbia. Uh, uh, Disturbia. It's a it wasn't that. song. It wasn't that, no. Um, that film is a remake of Rear Window. Oh, uh, okay. And actually they did an incredible job. And I can, I know that Hitchcock's is quite like hard to watch because, you know, it's... The Birds is yeah. good. Eh? The Birds is good. Yeah. I, I like all of Hitchcock's mm. films, so I'm not going to say anything. But I think Rear Window uh, is, like, you know, it's quite dated, but Disturbia did an amazing mm. job of that remake. So did I would this remind you that. of that? Kind no. of. Oh. With just with the obsession. Now, that's, that that's was another like, thing. I was like, I, I didn't really buy why he cared so much. Yeah, see that? Remember when he's, like, looking back on their relationship and then he goes... You don't love me. You just like that. It's like you. I love you. You're the only thing I love. Mm. The only thing. It's like, all right, mate. Yeah. Like, 
really? You are 16 years old. That's like, the thing. Make him 30 mm, and then and I'd then be like, okay, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you fall in love when you were 16? Did you love anyone? Did you tell people you loved them because you probably. thought it was the right thing? Yeah. To do? yeah. Everyone did that. So I've got one last mm. thing. Are we, are we finished with that? Mm-hmm. So I've got one last thing that I noticed, which yeah. I really liked. Mm-hmm. The scene with the big confrontation between Tug and the pin. Yeah. Tug's in black. Mm. No, no, Tug's in white. The pin's all in black. Yeah. Tug's all in white and his whole gang's all in white. Mm. And there's a perfect, perfect scene. I'm going to try and find it and put it up as an Instagram Mm. post. It's so good. He's in black. He's in white. And Brendan walks into the middle Mm. wearing his grey jacket that he's worn the whole time. And you're like, and I was like, shit. He's the he's the in between. He's part good. He's part bad. And because he wore that like that that gross grey like windbreaker <laughs> thing the whole movie, yeah. and you're like he's just a slob. Mm. And then that one scene, mm. you're like, that is why they made him wear that whole thing because he's the in between. He's the grey area where he can be like dodgy and good at the same time. That's symbolism yeah. man well, symbolism the shoes as well so you know you got lots of close-ups on the shoes yeah. and the director said the shoes represented the characters so you got ah. Brendan in his shoes you know the normal like you know brogues that he's wearing and they're like sturdy sensible shoes Again, that's his nobody character nobody wears those to school no of course a 16 year old no. 15 year old wouldn't wear no. those to school but then you've got like um Emily and her shoes are really pretty and dainty with a delicate heels because she's quite a delicate character. Yeah. You've got Cara, she's always wearing sexy shoes because she's really sexy. Mm. And you've got Laura who changes the shoes the most because of her changing okay. personality. And he said he did that on purpose. Like it was like for symbolism because usually with directors, you just like find the symbolism. Like, no, no, I've put these symbols nah. in. <laughs> like, these are like, you can't argue with me. Like I've put them in for you. Like I'm not telling you you can like interpret it. It is what it is. Should we... um? Should we move on? Yeah. yeah. What do you give these? What do you give it? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've changed my mind a lot since the first time I watched this yeah. film. Yeah. What would you give? I, I feel like if if you take away the school thing, mm. it's an A. Because mm. I think the filmmaking, I think some of the twists and turns, I think some of the choices in the symbolism mm. and some of the things, like the language that they use is, is awesome. And it's an intelligent film. Really, really, really intelligent. intelligent. It's film. really clever. Mm. It's really well done. The school thing annoyed me because I was like, there is no point. Mm. And I feel like it took away from it. So as an actual movie, as it stands, I'm going to give it a C+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So it's still pretty good. <laughs> so I was going to give it a C-. Minus. <laughs> and it's a movie you picked. I know, right? Because now watching, I'm like, yeah, like it's really pretentious. But it would be interesting. I mean, maybe, you know, one day you'll just show it to one of your kids in school. Probably not. No. There's a lot of murder and drugs <laughs> in it. Sorry. Oh, in media, we showed Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I said that, right? I what, said it was that. on the curriculum? No. Oh. It was... It was... It's debatable. So these are with A-level students anyway. So you okay. can make that kind of choice. But even then, like, I wouldn't watch that film with my mum. But they're like 17, 18. Yeah, but it's like, you know, the N-word and mm. like the C-word, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want those words used full stop. Never yeah. mind. It doesn't matter what your age is. Especially especially with 17-year-olds. Because they are too immature to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. So they're like definitely. going around, turning around to me. Oi, yeah, mate. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I was just like, I can't believe we're watching this film. But yeah. Okay, so cool. Let's move on. Um, yeah. You set for me... One of your favourite mystery films, Fracture. 
It's actually one of my... I reckon it's one of my favourite movies, full stop. Really? Not just Not just thrillers. I okay. think it's one of my favourite movies. I think it's so clever and so fun. Did you watch it when it first came out or...? No, no, no. Like years afterwards. Okay. Um, but just loved it. Mm. And then I, I actually worked in a video store. Mm. And people, when people asked for a thriller, I'd recommend this oh, every okay. time. I recommend cool. this and Memento. Oh, Which yeah. we'll also end up doing because I love that movie. Memento's really good. With Memento is, I think you can't watch it more than twice. It's a second watch film, surely, mm. just like Fight Club. Because you just know what's going to happen. And the point of it yeah, was... Yeah, but like, I just think it's it's still cleverly mm. done. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so Fracture is a 2007 American-German legal drama film. Mm. So it's technically not a thriller. But I think it kind of is. No, it it's is. It's like a murder it's mystery thrilling. or something. Um, starring Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling. It's two, I think, like heavyweight actors you mm. know it's like yeah um gosling looks so ridiculously young he's in this so role. young and anthony hopkins looks the same age that he's always looked yeah. <laughs> the guy <laughs> never always, ages no, which is fine hmm. um it was directed by gregory hoblet um and it made 91 million dollars in the box On office 10 million budget yeah which is it's good incredible i think it's yeah it's got a 71 percent on rotten tomatoes so mm. it's pretty favorable um yeah that's about it really so <laughs> The things I set for you to focus on were, did you solve it? Did you yeah. work it out, like, how, how he did it? Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, Ryan Gosling's character mm-hmm. and how he changed throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Were there any plot holes? Like, because I, I, I remember watching this, I think it was so clever. Did you, did you, with this in mind, pick anything apart and be like, that wouldn't work, that wouldn't work? Um, and who were you going for? Yeah. Because I think that's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the mystery and the plot hole kind of goes hand in hand. Well, should we do those together then? Yeah, let's okay. do them together and we'll just merge them together. So the mystery, okay, so the film starts off with um, Anthony Hopkins' um, character, Ted, and you've, we follow him and there's a couple and they're swimming in a swimming pool. We don't really know who they are. He goes into their room, comes back out, and that couple, and then he... The uh, the guy, we don't know any of their names yet. The guy calls her his wife and she goes, not yet. Mm. And then it's the same woman that we then see in Ted, Anthony Hopkins' house. And they have a bit of a very, very he's cut, he's cut, intense like, conversation. Know, he obviously knows that mm. she's cheating on him. Yeah. And he's kind of like... And it's also the same. It's, it's, I think you get the feeling that they've had this argument yeah. over and over and over again. And she's like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. And he goes, I'm sure you are. But he shoots her in the head point blank. And that is in the first, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven minutes of the film. I told, this, I told this yeah. to your husband, Scott. And he was yeah. like, oh, don't give me a spoiler. I'm like, it's like yeah. the credits are still rolling when he shoots You're her in the head. You're the first person that's referred to him as my husband. <laughs> I still call him my boyfriend. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so he shoots him in the head and then we cut to and that's when we start kind of following um, Ryan Gosling's character and he's like a DA and a DA, obviously a government employee. They're not making much money. He's quitting his job to go to a high, high, amazing high paying job. High like commercial like, law firm. You thing. know, incredible. I would hate to work in any of those offices. They are too high off the ground. Are you scared of heights? Kind of. I didn't, like, I'm on a roller coaster. Like, yeah. I would love to go on a roller coaster. But like with windows, especially yeah. like, like floor to ceiling windows not okay with that man like I get tingly feet like I can't go near it so I would be like in the corner by the door yeah, this I'm is good. where my I'm desk good. is um, so he's, but he's like he's like the man as well yeah and he's like a fast talking young smart guy 
goes to court as um, prosecution. Anthony Hopkins, and this is part of the plot hole, chooses him as his prosecutor. I calls him out by yeah. name, so I want him. Yeah. And which then... Is, yeah, it, which is weird. It doesn't happen. That's one of the plot holes. Like, yeah. it just doesn't happen. But anyway, that happens. And then you just figure out, like, you know, what's going on. Like, this guy admitted to killing his wife, retracts his... Um, confession and says you've got no evidence because there's no gun and that is the entire film where is the gun you know she that, was shot in that, the head that, and yeah. that is it and that that's quite film. cool it's mm. quite a cool twist because it's like not who did it it's not even how yeah, did it but how did he get away with it yeah exactly so it's that's like the entire, <laughs> the entire film is just where is this gun mm. that's the main mystery so and, yeah and basically anthony hopkins is like a genius mm. and he just like fucks with um Ryan Gosling the mm. whole time. Like, he just, like, baits him and goads him and just, like, stirs him up constantly because he's like, you can't touch me mm. until you can find the murder weapon. Yeah, absolutely. This guy is a very famous engineer, um, Anthony Hopkins' character. And the house that he lives in is incredible. It's phenomenal. And, and he's he makes got all those, those massive, like... Yeah. What rune, are, it's what like the they Rune Goldberg. Like? They're not those ones, but it's like the big... With the ball going down, like, the yeah, wire tracks I, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I call him a trap. I just call them traps because... Go for it. You do you. You, mean? you do you, girl. What do you call them? Well, I thought they were the Rune Goldberg machines, but they're not because those are the ones where like the book falls down mm. and it hits the ball and the ball yeah. hits the thing that spins around. So, I don't know. There's a guy on YouTube and, and it's called Joseph's Machines and he makes those kind of stuff. Have you seen the film clip by um, OK Go? And no. they do one? You should watch it. It's really you know, good. in the beginning of Elementary... Oh my god, there's a dragonfly coming at me. It's not it? a dragonfly, it's a crane fly. Scott's very like it, it's scary like no matter what it is. Specific about that. Pacific. Yeah. Pacific about it. It's it's okay, they're not harm they're completely harmless. And they're really slow. Like I killed I like two. I could probably smash it. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, we'll just ignore it, it'll fuck off. Um so yeah, the beginning of elementary as well, they have one of those. And every time I watch elementary I'm just like I wanna make a trap. Yeah. Okay, so, so. <laughs> did you yeah. figure it out? So, no. do you want to explain it or do you want me to explain it? So, what you've got... So, this guy has killed his wife and given a confession. And he says, you can't, you, you've got no evidence. You know that she's been shot. I'm going to retract my confession. But there's no actual evidence. Because, because he also mm. says the arresting officer yes. was having sex with my officer, wife. Yes, the arresting officer, Yeah, Nanali. He was... His wife's lover, and they didn't know that each other's real names. No. Yeah. So they had. But yeah, fake they're doing names. this mystery yeah, like mystery affair thing. So they thing. had like fake names. So Nanali, he's a negotiator, and you've got Ted at the beginning, and he's saying, "I'm going to kill everyone." Blah blah. He's got a gun. As soon as Nanali comes, he goes, "I'll put the gun down." So the negotiator comes in and sees the body, looks at the photo of his lover, and, and he like flips out, and realizes that she's still alive. And they arrest him. They, and, get, a, they yeah. get a fist fight. They yeah. get a fight. They're like rest, rolling around. Yeah. Stuff. And he confesses. And but then at court, he says, nah, that's my wife's that was That was, a, okay. That was an amazing scene because Ryan Gosling standing up there mm. and just like brutalizing Anthony Hopkins in, in court. Mm. And he's like, he's done this. He did this. He confessed. He's done this. And then the judge is like, do you want to object to any of this? Because he's like slandering you. Mm. And Anthony Hopkins is like, yeah, no, I'm because good. Anthony Hopkins is representing himself. Yeah, yeah, because he's a like big, a genius. Yeah, and, and he's like, no, things. I'm good. And then they, and then they, they say, look, and he has a signed thing, confession from you know Officer mm. Nanali, the negotiator who went in, and he just goes, 
objection. Mm. And the judge is like, what? Is it, uh, objection? I, I object to that. And she's what do you mean? He goes, well, uh, the arresting officer was fucking my wife. Mm. And everyone's like, whoa. And the arresting officer did not reveal that information when no. questioned initially. So that was really... And so, they had to, yeah. so, so that meant they had to throw away his, his confession. Confession and start from the get-go. he said he was under, was it duress? Yeah, under duress. Now, the entire form then revolves around, get the gun and you've got the guy, right? So you've got bullet holes and things like this in um, the house. They take... Anthony Hopkins' gun. Because he has a gun. Yeah, they do the ballistic tests and they go, oh, the the shells and the bullets do not match this gun. It, this is not the same gun used. This gun has never been fired. And they're like, okay, so where is this gun? And that's where the mystery goes around. The biggest plot hole comes from the gun. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like it starts to finish with yeah. that. <laughs> but the okay, so, plot hole. So did you figure out... Did you figure it out? No, I no. didn't. Because... because hmm. Why would you? And yeah. how could you? It's too dependent upon coincidence. Yeah. And I think I don't like films that are too dependent no. upon coincidence. I Do you like think films it was coincidence? It was coincidence because you're assuming that Nanali is going to be that negotiator that day. You are also assuming. Yes, yes. But I I think then, so mm. the, the, the gun that they're looking for was like, so... Anthony Hopkins, his gun was an exact, exact like replica, mm-hmm. exact same thing as the police gun. Mm. And so when the police, the arresting officer came in, they both put their guns down. They mm-hmm. got in this fist fight, and then he made sure that the cop picked up his gun mm-hmm. that he'd killed his wife with. And so Again. his big speech was like, the arresting officer walked out of the house with the key piece of evidence. Yeah. He's like, I've got you. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, and nobody's going to know that. Too, too, too dependent on coincidence because. Okay. But I think, I mm. think it wasn't coincidence mm-hmm. that he was the officer. I think he knew he was going to be. And that's why he set it up the way he did. Mm. He was like, I'll shoot her. Like his whole plan was like, I know he's going to come in to get me. So I'll have this plan. Mm-hmm. My problem was. Putting the gun down on the table. Yeah. Exactly. What if he picked up the other one? Exactly. What if he didn't pick yeah. up either? What, what if, if they pins you down? Yeah. What if he pins you down and arrests you mm-hmm. and they take both guns? Yeah. Like, that was the big plot. The other, th- the other one as well. This was the ending. Okay. So at the ending, you've got Ryan Gosling and his ex-boss and they've got the same phone. And he's just like looking and looking. And yeah, he has that a was Hollywood dumb. epiphany. And then, you know, and there's too much exposition. And this is what Roger Ebert talks about. Right? Well, if I, picked up, if I picked up the wrong phone, then maybe someone picked up the wrong yeah. gun. No, and you know the entire, you know how you got the talking villain that like explains yeah, his mastermind. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the hero that explains and this is what you did. It's not like... You know, it's it's not that usual suspects where there is no narrative. You've yeah. just got the flashbacks, and that's you just have so to, you much have to, you have to work smarter. It out, exactly. Yeah. So you've got this like talking hero that's doing all this, but actually, the biggest plot hole comes with the misinterpretation of the law. So you've got there's no evidence, there are no bullets fired by the gun except for the bullet in her, her head, and I go, that's all we need. No, it's not, because Nanali's been carrying that gun around, right? That gun is still untraceable. It's still not registered to mm. Anthony Hopkins' character. And he wiped his fingerprints. So he's still got Nanali's fingerprints on it. They still cannot prove that gun belonged to Anthony Hopkins. Because no, there's no but trace. But there's, there's CCTV footage of him shooting her. Hmm? There's footage of him shooting her. 
but they or can't. Something. No, that no. No, they, but they, they, but, they, they but they knew that he prove. was the only one in the house. Yeah, but they still can't prove that's still circumstantial according to law, because they still Why? can't prove that they, that gun they can, belongs to they him. They can. No, but no, no. no they, they can't prove that it belongs mm. to him. Exactly. But they can prove that that gun killed her, and if he's the only one in the mm-hmm. house. They can they could do that. No, it's still circumstantial. And it was another point was, and we spoke about this as well, choosing a prosecutor. That does not happen. But I think I think I don't think you can you can't be like, I want him to prosecute me. But I think because Ryan Gosling was so arrogant mm-hmm. and he had his foot out the door because mm-hmm. they sort of said to him, they didn't say you have to do it because they want you. They said He's asked for you by name. Mm. And so Ryan Gosling looked at the case and was like, open and shut. Mm. This guy's confessed. Whatever, I'll do it. Because he was like, yeah, fuck this guy. But you can't but do that. Anthony Hopkins' vendetta against him... Doesn't make sense. ...was like out of the blue. He's like, oh, I'll just pick that guy because he's a dick. And he keeps calling him Willie. Yeah, he just, goes, oh, just to mess with him. Yeah, just, he's a horrible guy. You? And he's like, not really. But anyway, says it... I like that. Is it bother you? Willie? Willie? I love... Anthony Hopkins with so much passion. Have you watched he Westworld? Is yeah, he's the man. Oh, he's actually he's like, so so good. And I don't know. People say he's quite robotic and he's like the ultimate villain and blah blah. Yeah, you know what? If you're gonna get a bad guy, get him. Bad. Get Waltz involved. Okay, these are the two ultimate baddies. Because like, have you seen the Silence of the Lambs? Yes. He's unreal. So you know the girl that he gets in the hole in Silence of the Lambs? She was one, my most. Jodie Foster. No, um, no, the first girl. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the first yeah, yeah. girl, yeah. Um, that woman was my most hated character on Grey's Anatomy. I hated her, hated her, hated her. And oh, she got well. booted off. Oh, well, if you didn't oh. like her on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> um, so those were the plot holes I found. Yeah. Um, and I think the ending really was spoiled by too much explanation. Like I thought it was quite... A, and it was kind of like... Oh, I don't know. It was a little I think, bit anticlimactic. It was a bit anticlimactic. Mm. I think it would have been better if he'd gotten away with it. Yeah. And he was just like... Nailed yeah. it. So, um, do you know about Double Jeopardy? Well, so, from the from the game show. Carly, get out. We can we can hear that. Watching videos. Yeah. You watching videos? <laughs> While we're recording, go into the living room. Put some earphones Shh, in. Put some earphones in. No. <laughs> yeah. Is it gonna be on there? I'm just recording you guys. <laughs> Don't play it back while we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but we you can, can hear, hear it. it. These are like actual mics. <laughs> I love this girl. Right. So, um, yeah, so it was just like two minute explanation. So double jeopardy, right? Yeah, like so, the show when you win double the money. Anyway, right. Do you know about the clause about well, double jeopardy? Well, only from this movie. Right. Where you can't, where you, like the whole thing was because yeah. he, he got away with it. They said, we can't prosecute you. Yeah. And then he went and switched off the machine. Yeah. Because she was in a coma. Yeah. He didn't kill her. She was in a coma. Which yeah. also, like, he shot her in the head point blank. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. And then he switches off the machine. She dies. Mm. And he's like, sweet, kill my wife. Mm. Got away with it. See you later. I'm going mm. on vacation. And then Gosling shows up and says, well, we can't try you again for the same. Yeah. Cr- like, now you've confessed. You've told me about mm. having the other gun. We can't try you again for the same crime. But now that she's dead... We can try you for murder where before it was attempted murder. Mm. And so we can try you again. And then yeah. he's like... Well, that's basically... And that, was, right. that was a bit shit because it was no, like... But that's, that's the Fifth Amendment. That's called Double Jeopardy where you can't be trialed for the same crime in the same event. And actually, when I was looking into this, a lot of lawyers started to question this. Mm. They were like, 
actually, but why? You know, if you find the evidence, yeah, exactly. try. Yeah, but technically, Gosling's evidence when he got the wire that would have been classed under the fruit of the poisonous tree. That would have been um, dismissed in the court because he did it illegally. Mm. right because he just did it by saying you know i'm yeah, going to yeah. trap this guy he didn't have any like he didn't have any licenses he didn't have any warrant, warrants yeah. so that would have been dismissed mm. too technically so with double jeopardy and i was like looking into that and i was like we don't have this in the uk no right it's so double jeopardy like i just said so let's say cameron um kills me yeah so you stab Which me could happen, yeah yep. you stab me okay and you throw away the weapon there's no weapon left and so my lawyer my you know your prosecutor is going to say to you you have been charged with the murder of Shnara via stabbing on this day blah 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 right but then you get acquitted and you're free to go then they get CCTV evidence of, of maybe you, like uh, no of you just like hitting me right because you can't get tried for that stabbing now because mm. you've been acquitted of that but there's CCTV evidence even in the UK no this oh, is America yeah. so now we've got CCTV evidence of you hitting me you can get me tried for that mm. which then led to that you can't get charged for the same but thing twice. In the UK, in the UK you, yeah. got overturned in 2005 because of the Stephen Lawrence case. So Stephen Lawrence case was obviously the one case that literally shook this entire country where a black boy was brutally murdered in a racist attack. And, when, and then the murderers initially were acquitted. There was not enough evidence. Yeah. And then the, and then the um, investigation revealed that it was actually the institutionalized racism within the Metropolitan Police. And at the time we were running under double, double jeopardy and we couldn't get tried again. And that's when they said, you know what? There's no this good. Needs we gotta, be, we gotta this needs to be, be overturned. To, which is crazy. He, he found like, justice, this poor lad, he was like 18 years old in 2011. Hmm. That's when his murderers actually got put away. Which it seems crazy. Mm -hmm. like. Okay, yes, we've done the trial. We've done the best we can. But if evidence comes up, mm. surely you exactly. could be like, actually, you did do it. You should still get punished for the crime, even though technically we've already tried you mm. for it. Absolutely. And like, that's another reason why like, forensics played a really mm. big part in UK crime. So in UK crime, if there's forensic evidence, regardless of how long, if it's like 50 years later, you will still get trialed. In America, it's not the same way. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that, you know, kind of actually got away with it because yeah, yeah. of this law of this Fifth Amendment. You know, the Americans love to call the amendments out. Um, All right. Yeah. So let's move on to Ryan Gosling's character. So we said he starts mm. as like the man. Mm. He's, he's got his foot out the door mm -hmm. of of being a district attorney, mm -hmm. he's heading to this big, big money corporate lawyer, like Shindig. But basically, as he's on the way, it's literally, mm. literally as he's leaving, he gets this call saying, they want you to do this one. And he goes, okay. And because he's heading to this new firm, the boss of the new firm wants to watch him in action. Yeah. And also people have sort of given him a bit of shit because they're like, you've kind of picked easy win mm. cases the whole way through. Yeah, he doesn't do anything hard. No. Yeah, so his boss is like, I'm going to watch you mm. nail this last case. Because he hasn't done anything hard. Because it is basically an open and shut case, yeah. isn't it? The guy's got confession. Um, and he's, he's, he's really egotistic. Yeah. He's ambitious. So what do you think about how he changes throughout the movie? He does change. Now, his change is based on the point that he doesn't like to lose, yeah. right? That's, that's basically it. As, well, that's Anthony Hopkins says. Mm. He's like, because uh, that was the whole thing that he... He worked as a kid in an mm. egg farm and he picked, he could, he could see the floor in mm. every one of the eggs. And he's like, I got really good at picking the weak spots of people. Mm. And they said, and he said, oh, do you think you'd be able to find mine? He's like, I've already got yours. You're a winner, Willie. Mm. 
And that was, and then you were like, and he was like, oh yeah, good one. Yeah. And then that's what that's like what destroys him. him. Thing is though, he is a winner. And I feel like, yeah, he wants to win this one case, but he's a winner of life. Like, is he about to like jeopardize his entire future for that one case? He did though. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying like, is he that kind much of, of a... didn't really fit into his character. I don't know. Like, I think because because he was like just taking easy cases mm. to keep winning, he sort of did whatever it took mm. to make sure he was still winning. That's another thing. Like you, you can't just choose your cases. You're given no. cases as a DA. So, but then, so that that was the big thing. Like he, like Anthony Hopkins, totally just like mind fucked him mm. immediately. And, like straight away, and he was just like, I can't do this. Yeah, and they said to him, No worries. Yes, it's a little embarrassing, but you can just give ace. Mm. You can just say no, and then you're done with it. And he was like, uh-uh. What, what I like what he said to the detective is like, the detective was like, oh, you know, I told you he was smart. He's like, no, you told me he was smart. You didn't tell me you were so fucking stupid. I really like that line. Yeah. Uh, because it's shit, because, but then at the same time, that meant he got, wrong, had to work. Uh, he got played like, yeah. like he through played. most of it. One of the things about uh, the characters in this film that really pissed me off was the character of Rosamund Pike, um, who played Nikki, who was Ryan Gosling's boss in his new job. Yeah. Now, Rosamund Pike is an incredible actor. She is brilliant. She's amazing. She's Gone in Girl. Bond, yeah. Yep. She's Gone, oh, yeah, Gone, Gone Girl. Girl, yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah, in this film, she's this pointless character that adds this pointless romantic arc. And she was also like exposition questions. Yeah. She's like, like, if you don't do this, the boss won't be happy. It does my head in these kind of characters. And you know what I hate the most, Kay? And like Roger Eber, who is now my hero, I'm going to start writing shit that I hate about all films, right? Okay, I hate these dinner scenes. These dinner yeah. scenes when everyone's sitting around, the entire family's there. The whole okay? family's there. Like right. the, 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 the sister's there and the sister's family. husband's Have there. Have you ever had that dinner with your girlfriend, right? And your entire flipping family. Not like a week after you meet. No, not after a week, right? Have um, you even had it now? But then like the brother-in-law was just like super nasty to him yeah. about his job that he was and taking. Everyone's and everyone's eating, but everyone's, everybody... everyone's talking at the same time. And they, ah, and and they it, all know every detail yeah, of his case. Yeah. So he, like it's the first, it's the first trial thing where he gets totally played yeah. by Hopkins and they all know about yeah, it. absolutely. And also, by the way, like listeners, so this is what happened. Rosamund Pike playing Nikki, okay, meets... Ryan Gosling, Willie, for the first time, right? They go to a bar and she's just like, I'm your mentor and blah, blah, blah. And they have a conversation and then they're in bed, right? That's, now, how, it all, that's how it all happens. Is it really? Now, when, you, when you're talking to Ryan Gosling. In law, any woman who, is, who works in law, especially like high up law, in corporate law, right? Women are like rare. They're like a needle in a haystack. You are not going to go around sleeping with your subordinates, okay? You are he not doesn't developing. even have a job yet. No, exactly. Like, you're not going to do that because you have like staked your entire life building this reputation, which you've probably worked really, really hard for. And just one tiny little bit of gossip, little bit of scandal will bring yeah. you the fuck down, okay? You're not going to risk that. But okay, she risks that because obviously she's the only woman and in the film. he's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, oh, yeah, and there's that as well. And then one week later, they have this massive family dinner and everyone's there with eating with soon. their mouths open everyone's talking to each other until they start having a little argument and everyone's silent yeah. you've just been talking they argue to about each the other. case because she's like yeah. oh you're gonna drop the case he's yeah, like no, no i'm not no. but you know what her dad sticks up for him yeah yeah he does he's just but like let him it totally yeah. destroys him yeah like you know it sort of does like a almost like a three weeks later and it cuts to him living in like 
almost like a trailer park. Yeah. Like, you know, he's living in this, like, dodgy little house. Uh, I mean, you know, if you follow the character arc, you know, props character theory, he's done the right thing morally. Yeah. And that's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And he, he kind of, he's grown from it, mm. you know. Um, I liked his character. You know what? I really like them both. That's the thing. I love now, Anthony Hopkins. I'm now so this biased. Leads, this, this, this leads is, us yeah. on mm. to the last mm. focus. Who were you going for? I wasn't. I, was, I didn't go for either. I just what? wanted, like, I just wanted to know what was going on more so than any, because I really liked both of their characters. I didn't think one was worse than the other or one was better than the other. I just wanted kind of a resolution. So have you seen the Unibomber? No. On Netflix. So, I, I've seen, I've seen that it's there. I haven't yeah, it's it. really good because they talk about the fruit of the poisonous tree on um, that show. But, by the end of it, I was kind of rooting for him. Well, that's what I was gonna. That's know? why. That's why I put this in because I, I'm going for Anthony Hopkins. I wasn't. I wasn't because. Which is weird because he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> the first scene he shoots his I wife in the face. I didn't feel but, sorry for him. That's but the because thing. she was cheating on him, mm. I did feel sorry for him straight away. Right, but you could have just had a conversation. You didn't need to kill people. Well, you know, you don't need to kill someone. But then also because, yeah, at least at the beginning, because Ryan Gosling all Cameron's was Cameron's ex-girlfriends that have ever cheated on him. There's probably all of them. Watch out, he's going to kill you. But I'll get away with it. <laughs> yeah, because of because Anthony you're Hopkins. That smart, right? But then he didn't get away with it. No, he didn't. Um, but because Ryan Gosling was like a dick at the beginning as well, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't want him to win. I don't want him mm. to get his reward for being a jerk his whole life. And Ryan, and Anthony Hopkins has been like people have been nasty to him. So I wanted I wanted him to get <laughs> it sounds messed up, but yeah, I wanted him right. to get away with it. I know what you're saying. Usually I'm rooting for the criminal because, too. But I not, just didn't. No, not usually. No, I don't know. I feel like, like this one they made you go for him more than No, I just I just didn't build up enough sympathy for him. I wanted him to be like abused as a child and like be like a prostitute at the age of like ten and then I would be rooting for him. Nobody's paying Anthony Hopkins for sex. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that's the kind of like shit I want a character to go through before I sympathise with him. And that's sort of the uni bummer. Like he had like a really difficult childhood and shit. That's a true story though. I know. So Oh, I don't think you should no, sympathize no, no, with no. him. No, 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 I'm talking about the character portrayed in Netflix. I'm not talking about... That's a tr- that's a- <laughs> I know, but they're not... Oh, my God. Did they really get the Unibombers and narrative story? Of course they didn't. That was all bloody made up. Dramatized. Yeah. It was yeah, dramatized. Okay. I like the dramatization. I'm not saying you're bombing you should root people. For I'm not rooting for... I rooted for the dramatized version of the character, which is <laughs> fucked up, but, you know... That's how they get you, the media. That's how they get you. They have worked on you. I've got Muslim surname. I'm going to be on the list next. <laughs> Shit. They're listening to this. They listen to this. Listen to everything. Google's listening to everything. Um, if you, if the government are listening to this, please leave a comment on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Do positive so. five star comment. Yeah. Um, okay. What I'm going to give what this did you give it? Okay. Um, I love it. I'm going to give it A. Of course you are. Um, I'm going to give this. A C plus, yeah. Okay. A C plus because I think, it was good. I think it was there movie. are other like films out there that are like. They, I think you know what the problem with this film, and I think, oh, like I really was enjoying it, and then the ending happened, mm. and I was like, "Fuck this film," because the ending really brought this film down. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of people say that as well. And but then, literally the very end, like the yeah, last, literally the last, last like three minutes. I was like, "Fuck the, that!" The last like thirty seconds mm. when he's like, "I've actually got you," mm. and it shows the. Um, police outside. Mm. Do you know what would have even been better if he'd said, 
no, you're right. We can't charge you for the same crime mm. twice, but she's dead, so we can charge murder. Mm. And then he picked up his bag, and he was like, well, okay then. And he picked up his bag and walked off, and that was the end. Mm. But had the the cops out there was like, okay. Like, if it kind of left it a little bit open. If he got like, away with it, that would have been a great ending. Yeah. Like, it really would have been, because then um, Ryan Gosling would have just, you know, he would have been duped, and that would have been great. But it was just too much exposition at the end. Yeah. I mean, but then again, we come to an era where we're spurred by usual suspects, which had the best ending. You know, it's like... Which, like, nobody ever saw coming. Yeah. It just, like, blew everyone. Maybe yeah, we should have done that. Blue. Maybe. <laughs> um but I think, like, you know, and I, and I keep going back to Roger Ebert, but he's got a point. Too much exposition, you yeah. know, it spoils. And it's dumbing it film. down. It's, yeah. it's making, it's, it's assuming the audience doesn't understand. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know what? Give the audience some credit mm. and show them, like, just let them figure it out. When I was actually, like, you know, looking into, you know, I love going on my film forums. It's like, you know, listen to, read about what people are saying. So it was worth a double jeopardy. So I was going to law websites to read about this. And the amount of people that were on this website, right? And it was hilarious. Like, I'm not a practicing lawyer, but I have watched Law and Order. <laughs> and obviously everyone's so just taking everything. the piss. So I can 100% practice law in New York. I haven't, I'm not a practicing lawyer, but it's all about law and order and all that. And I was just like, this is brilliant. But you know what? They actually had like solid knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> like lawyers were getting back to these people on the forums going like, like you know you're what? actually right. This is actually, you're That's correct. Really Your interpretation of law is correct. Like, yeah, because of law and order, which is only set in New York, obviously. So yeah. So I'd give it a C plus, I think, for the ending. Cool. So, all yeah. right. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we pick up movies for next week? We, sh- we should. Um, we think... Let's do something a little bit culty. Let's go for culty. Culty. You know what? I'm watching a lot of northern, a lot of northern. Yeah, come down like with me, like I just been, been stuck northern, at home. Like, I'm watching like, a lot of northern. Come down with you. Just coming out, like all right. So let's do classic sci-fi. So we're gonna do specifically classic sci-fi, mm-hmm. not just sci-fi in general. No. We're gonna do that in a future date, but we're gonna do yeah. classic sci-fi movies. And yeah. I think we've picked two of the biggest. Two two juggernauts of not only Mm sci-fi but films. Like these are these are big films. I hate that flipping word. You know that. Juggernaut. Yeah, because Jekyll and Hyde. So when I was teaching Jekyll and Hyde, I was like, "Man, was a juggernaut." In this day of Google, children, just Google it. <laughs> just flipping Google it. All right. So, what movie have you chosen? Right. So I've chosen for you, Blade Runner. Absolute juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> And I would like you to focus on what is a classic sci-fi? Like, yep. What makes it a classic sci-fi? Or if you think it is or not. Um, number two, the world. So they create this world in this film, right? And the setting of it. So just really delve into that. What do you think of it? All that. I would like you to focus on the Harrison Ford question. And this is the big question. Is he a robot or not? This mm. question has not been answered. No one's been able to figure it out. So that's the question for you. And... The villain, okay. So the idea of the villain, the characterization Hauer, of the villain, it? yeah. But not just just about this character itself, but the characterization of the villain. So Brilliant. that, yeah. All right, and I've picked for you, Alien, mm-hmm. Juggernaut, absolute Juggernaut. <laughs> um, so I've never watched Alien because I'm a scaredy cat. It's good. It's not like super scary. I watched Prometheus with Maya, which is like a prequel, mm. and. She was like, I can't watch this anymore. It was like, it was, it's, it's like jump scares. Yeah, but you're not a scary guy. I walked no. out of the garage after like 10 minutes. It's pretty like scary. Um, so I'm also going to get you, so the first focus mm-hmm. for me is also going to be what makes it classic. What yeah. makes it a classic sci-fi? 
I want you to focus on Sigourney Weaver's character because mm-hmm. she's become like this character has become like an icon. Um, how the alien as the bad guy works mm-hmm. and the effects, the special effects. This is an old movie. How the special effects come across. Cool. Brilliant. As always, we'd like you to watch these movies and focus on what we're focusing on. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Would you have picked a different classic sci-fi movie? Would you focus on different things? And as always, please, please, please get in touch with us. We love reading your comments, especially when they're funny or you're replying back to one of our competitions. Do do that. Do review us and rate us as well on iTunes, on... Stitcher. Pocket Casts. Anchor. loads of different things but go on our Instagram follow us as well if you'd like to get in touch with us we're on loads of platforms as the Homework Club pod and you can email us on the homeworkclubpod at gmail.com as well Um, also if you please go to Palenco sunglasses and Mm. buy they are honestly super good quality they're really nice designs go and buy them they're really good you get a uh, promo code is homework for 30% off 30% off 30% is heaps that's a third off. Hey, good math. You're an English well, teacher, but that's pretty good. 33.3%. Yeah, not quite a third, a third but, but yeah. yeah it's, it's basically um, a third off. Make sure you enter our competitions. If there's one going on right now, <laughs> they might, it might be finished. It might but, be. It might be finished when um, this comes out. And if you're going to buy anything from Amazon, use our Amazon affiliate link. It doesn't cost you anything, you but know it gives what? us Everyone money. Everyone buys everything from Amazon these days. Every, everything. Everyone, I know everything. people that buy their food. People buy takeaway from Amazon sometimes. I know, right? You can buy everything from there. So use our Amazon affiliate link because we get some money. We get pennies, guys. Literally we, pennies. Pennies, but every penny counts. I think we've made 32p from it. <laughs> but hey, it's, it, it, every little it's helps. better than nothing. Every little helps. And if Tesco's out there listening... You're welcome for yeah. the free sponsorship free and give sponsorship. us, and you can make it not free and give us. Money. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So Brilliant. thank you for that. Thank you. See you next okay, week. Bye. Bye.